Let's see. Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 15th day, Thursday. We're on Friday Eve, folks. Friday Eve. Uh, cannot wait for the weekend here. Uh, All-Star weekend, you know, right after the Super Bowl, you go right into the NBA All-Star game, which, you know, means we're going to have about four days of darkness on the NBA. And now I want to say it returns a week from today. Of course, you'll have the All-Star game on Sunday, but uh, you know, all that good stuff. We're going to talk about there was a uh, NBA player charged with uh, hitting another player before the game. I'm going to say it was a piston uh, hit one of the Phoenix Suns players. wasn't wasn't any big stars or anything, but he got he got arrested for that. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the program. Uh, the Department of Justice they're looking into. I uh, talked about a story a couple of weeks ago that ESPN, I want to say Turner Sports and Fox teaming up uh, for all-in-one sports app, uh, some antitrust issues looking into. That's that's interesting. I'll talk about that as well. Speaking of ESPN, huge deal there. Huge deal with the college football playoff. Uh, numbers look uh, exacerbating, but um, I'll break that down here in a little bit, you know, we got the 12-team playoff folks coming up here in December. I can't wait. Um, also, I want to thank Sanja Pearson from Northeast Streaming Sports for having me on her program, uh, for having me on her program uh, about an hour ago. Had a lot of fun with Sanja. Northeast Streaming folks, they're great. Uh, but first, hey, let's go ahead and take our first and only break. Uh, also, I'll get back here and run and go to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Where, where is he all time now? So I think I'll open up with that standby. We'll take our first and only break. We'll hit the ground running here on SportsCope. Hello, SportsCope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then, it looks like I'm back here live on all links here. Um, been wanting to talk about this for a couple of days now, uh, since since the, the the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, three now for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, uh, two straight. A lot of people are asking me already. I think so. I just said, can they three p? And, and uh, I'll say what. I don't think it'll be a cakewalk when you've got Jim Harbaugh and everybody. Uh, Jim Harbaugh coming to the Chargers. They're going to have a real threat against them. With uh, You're going to have Sean Watson back with, with the Browns. You're going to have a Joe Burrow back with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. But 
All that being said, this is what I said this time last year, pretty close to this time last year, about Mahomes after uh, he won a Super Bowl with the high ankle sprain against the Eagles. Uh, here's my write-up. I said this, and then we'll talk about where is he at right now all time. Uh, last year, I said he had six years in the league, five straight conference championship games, second only to Brady, who had eight. Arm strength ability uh, compared to John Elway, three Super Bowl appearances, now it's four. Uh, in five years, now it's six. Two MVPs, now he's got another Super Bowl MVP. In the regular season, uh, first to do so in 23 seasons. Um, in, first to do so in 23 seasons to win the, this was last year, to win the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP, and, and win the Super Bowl. The last player to do that before last year with Mahomes was Kurt Warner against the Tennessee Titans in the 99-2000 season. That was last year. That's what I said last year. Let's go to today. All right? Um, this is where he is all time. Now, listen, folks, this guy's only been – he's only completed, what, uh, seven seasons? He'll be in towards his eighth season. He's 65th in passing. This is regular season. Tenth in history. Uh, in completion percentage. So he's not just a guy that can run around um, all the time. He, he He's he's 10th in, in completion percentage. Now, 39th in passing touchdowns. The guy's not even been in the league 10 years. Um, last year, I, I had him behind Peyton Manning. Okay. Uh, but now he's got more playoff wins. He, he, he's got 15 playoff wins, one behind Joe Mon freaking Tana. Just seven, okay, what What? Okay. What year is it? <laughs> nine years ago, nine years ago, before the comeback, the 28-3 comeback by Tom Brady, we most regarded Joe Montana, Joe Cool, as the greatest quarterback of all time. He won four straight, uh, well, he was 4-0 in the Super Bowls, uh, never lost a Super Bowl. Uh, he was regarded as most would say the greatest quarterback of all time. All right. Patrick Mahomes is he's got 15 playoff wins. You know, now he's 20 behind Brady. Brady's shattered everything. <laughs> so all that being said, uh he he's if his career ended today, now I wrote this down, with just seven years experience, AFC championship game. And every year he started six straight. His ability in big games and and even be by the way and went down in big games. He's seventy five and twenty two. At when he's down at halftime, think about this for a second. Seventy five and twenty two. All right, so that's equivalent of a hundred games essentially. He wins three fourths of the games that he's down at halftime. That tells you he, he he's a big game player. Uh, he has elevated his game in the playoffs. All right? Uh, he went eight for eight on that last drive. I talk about that to win it. Um, Peyton Manning was 187 and 79 went down at halftime. I had him um, before uh, he they went on this run, won this Super Bowl, I had 
I had my my, my top quarterbacks were uh, Brady, obviously. Uh, that that mean that don't even need to be, you know, discussed. Montana, Montana at number two. We talked about the four straight big game comebacks. Uh, practically just mastered the West Coast offense. All right. And and then and then at number three, I had Elway. Listen, folks, Elway's been to five Super Bowls. All right. They didn't have um and then I had Peyton Manning, who had been to four and lost two, one two. All right. And then I had um then I had Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes last year, last year was that good for for the for what he's done in a short period of time uh, with the era he's played in. Okay, uh, so I, I can convince, I can easily say without any hesitation, I understand he doesn't have nowhere near like i said he's he, he's uh, this is this is this is mahomes okay mahomes he's still 65th in regular season passing percentage 10th in completion percentage 39th in touchdowns um i understand those stats too but it, it's also about ability to win games uh playing through injury being flexible uh he does all that stuff. The guy had lost a road game in his division until last year. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, I mean, it, this guy, it, he, he's, uh, uh, so I, I, I'm telling you, I, I've got him. He's got more playoff wins than, than Manning. Uh, I've always thought that Peyton Manning, uh, going back to his college days. Now I know that, I know that, that Mahomes didn't have the best record at, at TCU or uh, Texas Tech. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was his coach. Uh, that being said, Elway, the greatest prospect of all time coming out of um, most grades would have gave him coming out of Stanford. Never even been to a bowl game. He never got six wins at Stanford. You know, I had Al Borges on this program uh, in the, the, the infamous 1982 Cal Stanford game where they came back and 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 uh, the miraculous run through the band touchdown by Cal. If they would have won that game, they would have got to uh, a bowl game. But either way, I digress. Uh, the great John Elway, Devered. So I'm not holding his college career against him. Uh, but I do think he's just a better big game player than, than Manning. He's got more playoff wins in such a short period of time than Manning when teams – when the Colts were doing everything to build their team around Manning. He didn't have the number one receivers that Manning had. He didn't have the big-time running backs, James, uh, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wink. That, I know, we know he had Tyreek Hill. Well, he got rid of Tyreek Hill. They won two Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, I know he's got an all-timer at tight end, Travis Kels, but he's still just a tight end. You know, uh, They changed their tackles. Uh, he, Bray, uh, Mahomes is the first player, uh, to be over, uh, 12.6% of the salary cap and the team win the Super Bowl. Manning was, was, was like 15% as well. Manning did not win the Super Bowl that year in 2009 against the, the, the Saints. The Saints beat him. We know that, right? So, um, I'm saying all that to say this, I got him above Manning now. Um, 
you say, well, he's got three Super Bowls. What about Elway? Okay. Uh, Elway played an era in the 80s where um, a, a player from the Green Bay Packers, I can't remember his name, John, if you could tell me, go ahead and shoot it out, uh, slammed the um, slam the quarterback there, uh, Jim McMahon, slammed him in a dead ball play, put him out for a while. Nowadays, you would get eight-game suspension and a massive fine for that, okay? That's the era Elway played in. Elway, yes, he's only won two, but he's been to more, you know, with two different coaches. Five soup now. I tell you what, if he can win next year and win three-peat, I pull him above Elway. They're pretty similar in athleticism. Remember, Elway, this is more than one person told me this. This is not Paul Bunyan tall tale. And I love my homes. I, you, you, photos, you, well, I absolutely love my, love everything about him. Um, but Elway, legend is he could throw the ball end zone to end zone. He can throw the ball 100 yards. Um, he's got major league, ba- he, I think it was like center field. He could have played center field for the Yankees. Uh, Elway was all that and a couple soup, according to uh, everybody I've seen. And, and you could see that. And he played in an era where you can just knock the taste out of some still consider Elway the greatest of all time because of those accolades. Uh, some still consider Dan Marino, even though he's never won a Super Bowl, just pure quarterback ability to put the ball in the keyhole. I'm not one of those people. Um, but Elway, um, Elway's up there. Okay. As soon as he got a running game, two straight Super Bowl, there was talk at the time, that maybe Elway could come back and go for a third Super Bowl, you know, with the mile high salute. But it wasn't too long after that. I think Terrell Davis ended up getting hurt and everything. But um, I think they had a shot if if he really wanted to do it. But I've still got him above Elway. Most people do not have him that far. Uh, Some people saying he's he's the best they've ever seen and everything. Uh, a lot of the media is going to, I think Colin Cowherd said that. Um, I, I, not all the media is saying that. I don't have him as number one. But I got him above Manning. It, 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 it's Brady. It's Montana. It's Elway. And it's Mahomes. I think that is a huge compliment for Patrick Mahomes, for a guy that has not, if, if his uh, career ended today, he would be number four all time, even being 65th in passing, 10th in completion, 39 in passing touchdown. Everything can't be about regular season stats. Uh, at some point, you got to look at uh, when the game's online, comeback wins, uh, you know, other ways to win games. He led the team in rushing against the 49ers. You know, he 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 won a Super Bowl. He won two big games, big games on a high ankle sprain. He beat a Cincinnati team last year that destroyed Buffalo in their own backyard with the high ankle sprain. In the cold. In the cold. All those great defenders. I mean, and then won a duel in the Super Bowl. And that ankle sprain was still bothering him. He was still hobbling around. 
in the Super Bowl against the uh, against the Eagles last year, um, and it just didn't have nobody. I mean, you know, it's Kels. Kels has passed his prime. Your your main receiver, other than Travis Kels, is a rookie. Rasheed Rice, are you kidding me? I mean, it, this he, his legend is something, and I I, I give Andy Reid a lot of credit. But listen, folks, Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl without try. He never won a Super Bowl without Patrick Mahomes. He's only been to one Super Bowl, and I mentioned this yesterday, when we're or day before we were talking about Cal Shanahan. Okay, um, he was trashed in that game. After that game, for top clock management issues, then there was there was talks maybe he shouldn't call the plays. And he eventually got fired from the Eagles. So um, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, Shanahan needs his equivalent to Patrick Mahomes. You know, uh, so Mahomes, he's 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 moving up. He's moving up the chain here. He's he's fourth all time in my book. Okay, um, moving right along. Let's see. All right, so a few weeks ago, uh, here's some sporting news here. ESPN, Fox Sports, Turner, which is TNT, those uh, talked about how cool it would be that uh, they're launching an app this fall. We don't know what it's going to cost, that they're going to stream their sports here, okay? And I thought, man, that would be pretty cool. You you could just go to the app. You can stream on the app. You and, you know, you can get the app on your smart TV. You know, the apps, like I got a little, you know, Netflix app and everything on my smart TV. And that would be pretty cool. You wouldn't have to, I don't know what the fee would be. It wouldn't be too expensive. 29 30 I don't even know if it'll be 50 bucks a month. But maybe it, it can help get away, deviate for some of these cable bundles or other type of uh, ideas and everything. Then I got to listen to some other opinions about it, media experts and everything. And one expert, this was a few weeks ago. He said, yeah, that would be good at first. The consumer would be great situation at first. So you wouldn't have to search around. You could just go everything in one out. He said, but eventually, eventually, if you have all in one like that and you are just dealing you, you've got all the sports in one spot like that. When you got one centralized uh, location and nobody else has got that, then you're going to have an issue where they can bundle it up and jack the prices up because you can't get these sports anywhere else. And I thought, well, that that's an interesting way to look at it. You know, remember uh, 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago, cable used to treat people like crap. Their customer service was terrible. Uh, they were way too expensive. Streaming hadn't really taken off yet. And, and you know, cable had a little bit of monopoly there. There's only one cable company in my area. Most people's area is the same way. Uh, that That is, I don't know if you want to call it. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a legal expert. Antitrust or whatever. So that, that was really. So the Department of Justice. This was on Bloomberg today. They're looking into this, okay? Uh, the Department of Justice is looking into this thing. Um, oh, yeah, it was a 
player for the uh, Pistons, Isaiah Stewart, uh, punched a, um, Alex Spiro before a game. I'll talk about that story a little bit later. Looking at him on my screenshots here. Okay. Uh, so Bloomberg says Disney, Fox, Warner Sports, streaming deal faces Department of Justice, the antitrust review. Uh, is it just says review? Did this says review? Concerns likely focus on pricing, sports league negotiations. Antitrust enforcers have blocked cable bundles in past cases. Okay. Um, scrutinizing new streaming services proposed by Walt Disney, Fox Corp, and, and Warner Brothers Discovery Inc. over concerns could harm consumers, media rivals, and sports leagues. Regulators will look at terms of the joint venture once it's finalized, according to two people familiar with the process. This is from Bloomberg again. Uh, the companies haven't been notified of the impending review. So um, that's good. That's good. And be careful of a lot of merges. I used to think, ah, oh, it'd be easier to find them. Yeah, they're merged. When the big fish eats the small fish, Uh, there's less fish there. There's less competition. And again, like I said, 10 years. And now the, the cable people, they're so friendly with me They they because they know that they've got Fire Stick, Amazon, the Amazon, which I don't know, but my friends tell me about it. You've got streaming services everywhere. You've got YouTube TV everywhere that's uh, being talked about. So, now uh, that's humbled the cable company a little bit, a lot from say five to seven years ago. Um, but you know, I've st I wrote down in my notes when I was a realtor 10, 12 years ago, when I was getting my real estate license and um, on the test, on the test, it was uh, one of the questions was, is it legal? Is it legal for the, all the real estate companies in, Na say, Nashville area, one area, uh, to get together to set a set commission price for everybody in the area? And the answer was no, that was not legal. Okay, uh, I think it was called collusion. Uh, yeah, that uh, that that was not legal. Uh, I don't think it's legal anywhere, but I know it's not legal here in the state of Tennessee. You know, uh, so that that that's what this is being looked at before. So it might not be a good good thing. You know, some things look great at first, and then you're like, I don't know about all this. Uh, competition's a good thing. It keeps everybody on the edge and honest, and realize they don't have the market. That's why we did away with monopolies. You know, in in this country. So uh, interesting stuff there. Okay, now speaking of ESPN. Speaking of ESPN, that's a, that's a good transition. Uh, they are shelling out billions, I mean, absolute billions of dollars into this college football playoff. Now, this year, we're going to have the 12-team playoff. I think it's going to be great. I wish Nick Saban hadn't retired. Part of me wishes that happened, hadn't happened. I wish Jim Harbaugh was still in the league. Um, but 
you know, Nick Saban did retire. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's playing the Charger coach. Uh, so it is what it is. But th- th- these numbers here are, um, are really unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, this is, I got this from The Athletic. It says, the college football playoff agrees to a six-year extension worth 1.3 with the billion, $1.3 billion per year. Per year, ESPN, college football playoff are in agreement on a six-year statistical total, $7.8 billion extension that will make the network home of the 12-team tournament through from uh, through uh, 2031. Now, it starts this year. This is 24, uh, 32 seasons. Um, what else is it? ESPN has two years remaining on its current deal, which carries an average payment of $608 million per year uh, up to a billion dollars in the other. I mean, that, that's still big money. Includes the college football semifinals championship plus the other four New Year's six bowl games. This six-year extension will cost $1.3 billion, the price in which uh, ESPN reported, previously reported network is discussing a new deal with the CFP on the final two years of its current agreement. ESPN, the rights of the new set first-round games held at on campus. That's going to be awesome. At on campus uh, sites here. So, like I was saying last year, you got your conference championship games. They're usually what about the uh, – the third or whatever, third uh, of January, December, excuse me, uh, between the third and the fifth of December, somewhere around that. It's like it's usually that first Saturday in. Um, it's it's usually that first Saturday in December. Two weeks later, two weeks later, you're going to have on campus games. So you're going to see, and I'm looking at Ohio State, Ron Day with Chip Kelly. That's they're going to be really tough to beat. Although I think Georgia's loaded, as they usually are, and Texas. That that's your one, two, and three. Not necessarily not, probably Texas number one team in the country. Uh, not Texas, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State. Uh, coin flip. That'll be a coin flip between those three. Will be your top dogs. Couldn't tell you number four. Although a lot of people are high on Oregon. They're trading quarterbacks. I'm not sure, but either way. I mean, I know so was Ohio State, but I'm reading they're getting like tons of transfer portal guys. But those teams will have uh, you what one of these teams will have an own own now. Now, of course, they're one seed; they'll have a bye week, but they'll have on campus games. Okay, first set of round games held on campus sites. Over the course of the contract, ESPN will have the ability uh, to sublicense games, meaning another network or digital player. Could air playoff games, but it would be Disney on ESPN uh, discretion. The deal would give them control of nearly all Division One champ- sports championship games outside of men's basketball tournament, which is televised by CBS TNT and their sister network platforms through 2032. January uh, in early January, ESPN and NCAA announced a new eight-year, ninety-two billion-dollar contract. That gives networks 40 championship games, includes women's tournaments. The extension begins in September. I'm not in love with ESPN getting all that. I just mentioned the Monopoly thing, all right? Because um, you you can see ESPN jacking the prices up, especially during football season. 
They've already got Monday night football. Uh, you ask, well, what about this money? I mean, you think, you know, ESPN, I want to say ABC started laying people off about uh, back in, was it 15? And I remember Colin Cowherd said one of the reasons why he left ESPN during that time period, I don't have all those dates with me in front of me, but during that time period, 15, 14 or whatever, uh, he left to go to Fox because he thought they overpaid for the NBA uh, package. Okay. But they've recovered. Disney's Disney's recovered. Um, the idea that they've already, they're already paying 600 and something million dollars. Uh, listen, folks, I mean, these playoff games, these playoff games, the, the numbers here are uh, second only to the NFL. I want to see, what, what did I put here? Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking 20 million plus. At the, the first year that they had the, 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 the playoff, the first year, which was the national championship year, I think it was, was um, I want to say it was still 14-15 season, but I, I may be off here. I think it was 15, actually. When Oregon played Ohio State in the national championship game, uh, 34 million people watched that. That is more than the NBA Finals and the uh, World Series combined. I mean, uh, it's just the NFL one. We know what's the Super Bowl was like 123 million people. That's the NFL, um, 40 million, between 40 and 50 million, I want to say. Watched the NFC Championship game last year or a divisional round between Dallas and San Francisco. The championship games are 40, 50 million. It's not the NFL, but it's the think about it. This is college. College football is beating baseball and the NBA, professional baseball, uh, the NBA finals, not just the regular season. Okay. That's how big it is. And it's growing now. Now you have the tournament here. Uh, you have a 12-team playoff. Uh, so they're banking on this thing getting even bigger uh, and bigger and bigger, of course. Um, again, I, I, you know, I wrote this stuff down. Um, not in love with their I, – I, I prefer the CBS games if I had just the, just the way CBS – does the uh, does the SEC games per se? I just like I like the crew better. I like I like the sound effects better. Like the camera angles better. Um, Reese Davis is a nice guy. Gets a little too excited for my liking. Uh, actually, I also like uh, uh, Joe, these guys are fairly new being together. Uh, Gus Johnson. Uh, I've been watching him since he was doing the NFL uh, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, him and Joe Clatt with Fox, they did a great, jam, uh, a great job. Uh, they, they called some really big games. The Colorado, uh, the, the, uh, the Colorado fad. It was a fad. Remember, they, they fell off, you know, they won four games. But they had a great September. They were the most interesting uh, talk uh, in the month of September. Uh, but they also did uh, Michigan – and Ohio State, and that got a massive, massive rating between Joe Klatt and, 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 and Gus Johnson. Uh, but these playoff games, I would like to see that being spread out a little bit more, just like I mentioned earlier. 
with, um, you know, that app that, that would be good at first, having all three sports, three networks on one app. But be careful because then, you know, you feel like you got a monopoly, then you can be abusive to the consumer. But, uh, but yeah, um, just not in love with that. Just not in love with that. But that being said, uh, I can see probably ESPN doing pretty well with it because of the growth of the college game. All right. Okay. Going back to the round ball, we're coming up on the all-star break. I uh, noticed that Barkley, I think we actually technically are on the all-star break. I noticed that Charles Barkley and uh, Shaq and the TNT people, they're up in Indianapolis tonight. Actually, may, I'm, I may watch the three-point shooting contest on Saturday, actually. And the dunk contest, they're starting to get bigger names. I think Steph Curry's in the three-point shooting contest uh, this year. Okay. So, a uh, little bit of crazy news out of the NBA. Man, I don't know what's going on with these guys. But this player, um, Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Stewart, arrested in Phoenix for punching a Suns player before the game, Isaiah Stewart's attorney, Alex Spirio. I said that was a guy he punched. That was his attorney. Clearly, the situation's been blown out of proportion. Uh, clearly, believes been blown out of proportion. Telling TMZ, that's where I got this off of, sports. Isaiah was issued a ticket, not arrested. We expect the case to be dismissed. The Pistons center, Isaiah Stewart, um, was arrested for allegedly assaulting the Suns forward. This Drew Eubanks during the arbitration before Detroit's game against Phoenix on Wednesday. The Phoenix Police Department said in a statement the alleged incident occurred in a parking tunnel uh, at Footprint Arena in Arizona at 4.45 that afternoon. Now, remember, they're on Pacific Coast time. This is a primetime game. Roughly an hour before tip-off, cops say when officers arrived at the scene, they spoke with several bystanders who told them the two athletes had gotten a verbal altercation and arrived at the arena that turned violent. Witnesses said the, the agreement escalated when they saw Stewart punch Eubanks, causing a minor injury. Phoenix PD said in a statement both men were separated by security. And in a short time later, police said that they arrested Stewart for assault and issued a citation. He was released, but cops say the investigation remains ongoing. Um, Durant said something about this. The Pistons said they were aware of the incident, adding that they were in process of gathering information about what happened and provoked it. And Durant, who was traded to Suns in 23, says it's unfortunate the team that Drew has team Drew's back. It's supposed to be a brotherhood here, but I understand dudes getting into stuff. We try to avoid this in the league. Hopefully we can move on from it. We all support Drew. So, uh, Stewart, this guy was a first-round pick in 2020. Uh, a lot of guys didn't get talked about that year because that, that was the COVID year. Uh, who was it? Anthony Edwards, uh, the number one pick, turned out to be a great start. That's why a lot of people don't really followed him, I don't think. The Minnesota player. So, But this guy, he, he was drafted that year, 11.7 rebounds. And Eubanks signed with the Suns last year after playing with the Blazers, averaging 5.7 points a game. Listen, um, there was, there was, I haven't heard of this in the NBA before. I'm sure it's happened. 
I'm sure it's happened. But last year, there was a college basketball player. This wasn't a big, big deal. Uh, it wasn't a, a um, it wasn't one of the power. I think it was like Bowling Green or somebody. And I want to say it was a player from Memphis, a female basketball player, after the game was over with, had punched a player she had she had punched a player uh in the in the handshake line she had punched a player in the handshake line for i think it was like bowling green or something and knocked her down and she they had charges there were charges filed against her it was supposedly this this young lady uh young woman's last game there um but hey, I, this is what i would say if something happens during the game, you can kind of you can kind of get away with that. Um, I don't believe now some I I, I don't believe that it, it is a, a rarity um, if if a players get into a fight during the game. Like for instance, in hockey, you don't see players getting arrested after they get in fight during the game. But once that game's over with. They got the same type of uh, – they have to go by the same laws that we do. And quite frankly, I guess if we want to get technical about it, uh, although I know that scrimmages happen in practice. One time, I want to say that Steve Smith, Carolina Panthers receiver, punched a player, punched his teammate, punched a cornerback in his eye, injured the guy pretty good. Uh, I don't think he was arrested for assault. That was there in practice. But once that game started, now, now the malice in the palace, I want to say, I do think there were charges filed in that. But that was with fans. That was with fans. So, uh, but anytime before the game like that, just after the game, that now I have heard of players, um, I want to say Carmella Anthony went after the team bus. Uh, I may be wrong here, but I, I'm almost for certain. I know he did one after somebody. I think it was Kevin Garnett said something about his wife or something. His wife was on a rowdy show at one time. This was obviously the Kevin Garnett, not Durant. Kevin Garnett is out of the league now. So this was probably seven, eight years ago. I don't, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, some, but nothing ever happened of it. I've heard of guys going to the opposing team's locker room. Uh, security plus teammates get between them. Coaches, a lot of coaching staff in the NBA, they're former players anyway. Big, great, big old giant guys uh, can can break things up. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. If anybody's saying, "Well, it's it's in the heat of the game," listen, man, uh, there was a boxer one time. I was living in New York when this happened. This was a sanctioned fight in New York City. There was a boxer. After the fight was over with, they took the gloves off. The guy had lost the fight, and he punched the guy with his bare fist and knocked him down. Well, that he, he got charged with assault there. And I think he ended up losing his uh, uh, ability to fight anymore. He, he lost that. So uh, that's an interesting story. These weren't star players. Nobody else is talking about it. I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with it. Um, I noticed... The players, when I now, of course, 
today's Thursday. When I talked about this, what, Monday? Or no, I wasn't on Monday. I'd do some editing. But when I brought it up Tuesday about Travis Kels, that he was way out of line, uh, that he was way out of line bumping uh, uh, Andy Reid like that, a lot of your ESPN guys, a lot of knucklehead ex-players saying that that's okay. Even a former chief said that's fine. Uh, you know, that's just part of the game. Uh, people, uh, there's a relationship there with the two. And then even Travis Kels himself yesterday said that was out of line. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, uh, it was uncalled for. It's unacceptable. Uh, it's unac- he, he got his motions, got the best of it. That's his words. That's his own words. He knows that he was over. He was overboard like that, bumping Andy Reid. You don't want to set that precedent of people putting their hands on people, you know. But um, even Warren Sapp, all-pro defensive tackle, I think he's a Hall of Famer tackle, said that he he on the Jason Whitlock's Fearless show that um, that that was out of line to Travis Kell. So. I don't know whatever happened to this player punching this other player here, but um, hopefully uh, something will be made of it. Okay. There was some NFL news. This was smaller news, but we're going to see more and more of this come about leading up to the new league year. Uh, I think we're about uh, two weeks away, if I'm not mistaken, give or take a day or so of the NFL combine starting. Um, because that's what I like about that the league in in the Super Bowl when they do. Now I, w- I personally I would love for them to push it up to this weekend. To this weekend would be President's Day. A lot of people miss on President's Day. It'd be a kind of a smooth day at work. Then you got the all-star game after President's Day. Then you do the combines. Okay. But that's not going to be it. Okay. They got the combines coming up in two weeks. The new league year starts around the 13th of March, I want to say. And uh, you're going to have teams cut players that you're not used to. That we're not, none of us are expected to be cut. And uh, like I said, teams like, for example, I'm out of Nashville. Tennessee is second in the league, first in the league with the most money. Cap space, uh, $79 million for Washington. Tennessee's up there. But the Bears made a big move today. They moved up the third. They were actually a little bit lower. They they were high at one point, but then they uh, extended some players. They traded for guys like Montez Sweat. Um, but the Bears today have released Eddie Jackson's safety. And I want to say at one time he was like a Pro Bowl level safety there. And Cody uh, uh, Whitehair, who combined salary cap number of $32 million. And um, let me make sure that's right. Uh, Either way, it's between $23 and $32 million here in cap space that they are saving. Um, Spot track, see if I can get up on my, uh, whatchamacallit here. Okay, I want to see what Spot Track put here. Uh, I mean, now uh, Seattle—they're they're, going to uh, pay. Uh, they're definitely going to keep Geno Smith. 
this year. Uh, they're going to pay him. They owe him twelve point seven million dollars here. They're releasing Pro Bowl guards. Uh, yeah, they're saying thirty-two, roughly thirty-two million dollars, even more cap space for the Bears. Uh, they're possibly trying to keep what uh, Spot Track says. They're trying to keep cornerback Jalen Johnson. He's going to be highly sought after with uh, Legereus Sneed out of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Sneed, we saw what kind of playoff run him and McDuffie. They're that they're the best tandem in the game right now. But this Jalen Johnson here, um, this is what uh, yeah, Spot Track. The Bears have made expected releases of Eddie Johnson, Cody Whitmore, freeing up twenty one point seven million in cap space as they head towards a new league year. Chicago now has $70 million in cap space. That puts them third. They're up to third in the most cap space. Plus, they've got the number one pick. They've got the number one pick. And um, discussions, I'll tell you what, you, you've got a lot of the old-timers here, your Merrill Hodges of the worlds, um, former ESPN guy. I think, I don't know what, maybe he still is with ESPN. I don't know. But big-time NFL analysts. Saying that he's he he would probably run it back with uh, Justin Fields. I don't agree with that. Justin Fields is way too inconsistent. I think they won mainly on their defense last year. Um, I don't know now, but he's also saying Hodge that that Caleb Williams that Caleb Williams is too inconsistent for his liking at the college game. Yeah, he did have some rough games. Uh, Williams had the number one offense, and in, in, um, they still had the. I think they still had the top offense in in the country, even though they lost their best receiver. Uh, I've talked about some of his other intangibles, the whole uh, jumping in his mom's arms and crying and stuff, and talking about uh, you know cuddling up with his dog. I think I think he was trying to say he was you know, being open about his emotions, but a lot of the NFL people didn't like that. Uh, a lot of former players in the league said, he's off my list for that, you know. Um, but he, yes, is he another product of Lincoln Riley? But the truth of the matter is, the other guys that I thought that could possibly be major bust from Lincoln Riley, uh, actually, three players, if you really want to be technical. Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma. Got his, his stock was way down in my book. Got it up to enough for him to be a second-round pick. Hurts, MVP-like level player. Got to the Super Bowl. Uh, then you look at a guy, uh, Baker Mayfield, rebounded in his career. Had a career year this past year, even though he's on a bad, kind of a terrible division, per se. He did rebound, uh, and he wasn't a total bust uh, with, with, with uh, Tampa. And somebody's going to pay him. They're going to overpay him, I guess. I wouldn't pay him what he's probably wanting. And then, of course, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, didn't make the playoffs. Um, after his injury, he's looked good. Remember, he beat that Eagles team in, in Philadelphia there. Uh, it looks like they're going to keep him. They're, they're going to keep him. They're not going to draft a quarterback. Now, they could shock everybody. So, these guys, it's not all Lincoln Riley. So, Caleb Williams seems to be, in my opinion, to be a better prospect than all of them, uh, all those players. Uh, he's got the speed. 
He's got the speed, uh, the take, the the breakaway speed uh, of a Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's got the skill set, the deep ball ability of a um, of a Kyler Murray. All right, um, and uh, you know he he he's got pretty much the consistency of a um, of a Baker Mayfield, uh, but he's a better, way better athlete than Mayfield, and he's probably got better character. The uh, Mayfield had um, he had a drunk video where uh, where he was drinking and uh, uh, charged with that. I want to say and tried to run from the cops and failed. Uh, that didn't look good. That didn't. The police video did not look good. The guy still went number one anyways. Won the Heisman and whatnot. Thought he was going to be a straight bust. Um, he's fought that label off by by getting to the playoffs with, with Tampa last year on his last leg per se. Uh, but that being said, this is supposed to be a highly coveted uh, uh, draft here. This is supposed to be a highly uh, coveted uh, quarterback draft, per se, and uh, th- very much so, Drake may may be the best player. I like Michael Penix the best as far as like deep ball, back shoulder throws, but Penix, we got to be fair, has come off too. ACL injuries. He's had that injury history uh, coming in, uh, you know, before he he got over to Washington. So that I don't know. I don't know how far he's going to drop. That number one pick essentially could be still. It's probably between Drake May and Caleb Williams. Jalen Daniels really doesn't have that consistent resume. Some say he's kind of thin as well. I know he won the Heisman and everything. Uh, but with you know all the little uh, read option stuff, he he may be the quickest player out of the top. Uh, he may be the best athlete there. Uh, he has some great numbers, great numbers at LSU. Uh, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the consistency's not there with him. Um, he's only got one really good year of work there per se. But uh, we'll see. We'll see all that. All that's going to be played out here in the next few weeks. The Bears are going to be a big topic of discussion in the sports talk world, in my opinion. Now they're having making some money out. They're still trying to get everything squared away. And think about it this way, folks. They're in a highly, highly competitive division, believe it or not. I mean, Detroit Lions, some, myself included, are going to really, I'm going to study every single move that the Lions are going to make. Because this Lion team could very well be my Super Bowl pick for next year. It's very difficult for a team to lose the Super Bowl to get back. As good as the 49ers are, and they got a lot of players coming back because they their main player is on a rookie contract and he's a seventh last pick in the seventh round. They're paying him, they're paying pretty nothing. Okay. They're in really good shape, money-wise. Um, but Detroit, they've got a, a young rookie. Uh, guys coming into their second year, they're not going to really be in position to really have to lose. Any, they may lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety there, but they're not going to lose anybody major because all their major players are uh, first and second year, third year players here. Okay. Uh, they may have an issue with Jared Goff's contract because Goff's coming into contract year. Maybe his agent tries to talk him into holding out. I hope that's not the case, but my guess is they're going to give him – so. That NFC North, and we saw the the explosion, and I don't think that's an understatement, 
we saw an explosion down the stretch out of Green Bay, and especially in the playoffs. You know, they had uh, the Packers. I mean, they had 49ers on the ropes there for a minute. You know, they put, what, 50, uh, 48 points on, on Dallas. And they had they had the 49ers a little bit, uh, like Pickles would say, had them shook. They had them shook. So uh, the, we're going to see a lot of what the, the Bears have done. They're gonna, we're going to start to see players getting cut. Uh, you're going to start to see players like um, uh, like, like, like uh, Derek Henry, rumors about him, where he may sign the former Tennessee Titans. Now, maybe the Titans find a way to bring him back. He's only 30. He's in great shape. Uh, that's going to be an interesting player to follow here. I mean, it's it's. I mean, Kirk Cousins. He's going to be an interesting player to follow in free agency. Uh, what's going to happen, with Russell Wilson? Uh, I know he's going to get cut. Wilson is. I just don't know when. I seriously doubt anybody's going to attempt to trade for him. He's got a no trade clause. And then if he don't, he's still not going to do anything to help. And I, I'm pretty sure he does, but. He's not going to do anything to help Denver after what happened. They're going to end up releasing him. Um, but I can't I, I can't remember if it's in March or in June. It's more financially uh, suitable for, for, for the Denver Bronco organization. So there's a lot of storylines. Of course, we've got, what, seven new coaches here. Uh, the 49ers need a defensive coordinator. As I said yesterday, uh, I, w- I would offer Bill Belichick $10 million to do it. You know, don't do the TV stuff with Pat McAfee. Go coach. Go show him how, what people are missing when he's not picking the players. He's just putting together a game plan. You know, um, they get the job done if Belichick is that coordinator. Okay? Uh, if you all like the show, share the show. I'll be back tomorrow with Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez, we're going to break this Super Bowl down. I want to ask him what's he think about Steve Wilkes being gone, Cal Shanahan, uh, uh, Travis Kels, and all that, and um, all that good stuff here. Uh, otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. And again, I want to thank Sanja Pearson for having me on your program on the Northeast Streaming show uh let me make sure let me see if i got the name of her show here i thought i had it but then again i may not uh she calls it the february 15 2024 i can't remember but either way uh you'll be able to find her just look on the northeast streaming and sanja pearson show and um i do know that it was on at 7 p.m eastern time uh, came on 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Sonya's great. Gets better. Uh, she's like me. She's adding on to her graphics and stuff. Looks really good. Um, background and everything. So either way, uh, just want to get all that knocked out of the way, folks. Again, I'll be back here tomorrow. Same time, same place here on Sports. <laughs>